your skincare routine the TLC it deserves. Now's the perfect time to discover and try products from Clinique, Dermalogica, and Peachy Lily. Get up to 50% off items from these must-have brands and more, including Ulta Beauty exclusives. Visit us in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Shop the Love Your Skin event now through January 23rd. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. What's in store this week at Staples? Printing you new signs for the times. Get back to business with custom printed signs and sales materials. Staples has hundreds of designs to choose from. Or just upload your own. And now at Staples, get 25% off custom flyers, brochures, postcards, or labels when you spend $70 or more. Some items printed same day when ordered before 2 p.m. Save big on custom printing at Staples. Ends 227. Exclusions apply. Limit one offer per customer. See store associate or visit staples.com slash custom prints for details. An independent lawmaker is trending after the inauguration. Senator Bernie Sanders, his comfy winter jacket, and his cozy mittens are all the rage on social media, with some questioning why he seemed underdressed for the occasion compared to his colleagues in dressy winter coats. Others noting how the socially distanced seating made him seem alienated while appearing either cold or curmudgeonly, while holding a manila envelope which made it seem like he had somewhere else to be. Gail King asked him live about his fashion choice. Do you want to talk to us about your attire today? You know, in Vermont, we, we know something about the cold. <laughs> We're not so concerned about good fashion. We want to keep warm. CBS News. Finally a winner. This is Powerball. Someone in Maryland bought the winning ticket for last night's $731 million Powerball prize. It's the fourth largest in the game's history and the sixth largest in all lottery history. No one had won since September. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. And it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Need to do something amazing for that special person in your life? How about a romantic getaway? Think hot tub, champagne, chocolate, and a luxurious cabin in the hills of West Virginia, and you've got the perfect weekend getaway for two. Now that's romantic. What's even better? At Hemlock Haven Luxury Cabins, you can do it for just $2.99 weekdays and $3.99 on weekends. Romantic nights with champagne, chocolate, and your own private hot tub at Hemlock Haven Luxury Cabins. Go to hemlockhavenwv.com. That's hemlockhavenwv.com. 
Hey, it's Booth. We'll talk gas prices. Henry Ford and I'll have plenty of winter driving tips. Hey, it's worth your time. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Sometime in 1951, Eddie Seaman opened a neighborhood grocery store on West Union Street in Athens, Ohio. Featuring fresh produce and milk from just down the road, Eddie Seaman strived to provide exceptional service and deliver his personal best. At Seaman's Grocery, they honor his vision today. Offering a large selection of locally produced products, Seaman's Grocery offers local produce, seasonal items, fresh baked goods, and regional specialties. They are bringing the old neighborhood store to a new level. Seaman's Grocery, 305 West Union Street, Athens. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-362-2000, 362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000, 614 614- in our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 97.1 FM. Good morning, folks. What a beautiful morning it is. Sunshine. Be nice if it were a little bit warmer, but you get what you get. 33 degrees here at the studio at this moment. Or should I say outside the studio. Outdoors, that's what I mean. Hey, we got a special edition today. The Athens Hocking Solid Waste District. That's our topic. These sort of things affect every one of us. So joining us this morning is Roger Bale. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. Welcome. And, um, you know, I've known you and and, uh, even your dad longer than you. Uh, Mercy. Um, (laughs) And I, I used to say you knew more, you guys knew more about vehicles than anybody else I've ever known. But uh, anyway, listen, you're in an entirely different industry now and uh, have been for some time. Um, right. The Athens Hocking Solid Waste District. Now, waste and recycling. Um, you know, my, my approach, and it may be wrong in, in the view of you or the Bruce Underwoods or the um, Andrew Lads of the world, is if there's any question, I put it in recycling. Uh, See what I mean? Yeah. Now, you know, this. Rather, you not do it that way. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, you know, I'm willing to change, honest man. But, <laughs> okay. 
if it's plastic, it's plastic. And okay. if it's metal, it's metal. And um, glass is glass, and so on and so forth. Paper is paper. But, uh, you know, under which, you know, I guess the foils and the really, uh, like, uh, plastic wraps and things like that, the real flimsy stuff, you'd rather not have in there, right? Right. On uh, on the on domestic side of the recycling, we provide rules for drop-offs throughout Athens and Hocking County. Uh, the plastic industry adopted a program where they put a, a, a number, it's a little triangle with the arrows going in a uh, counterclockwise yeah, direction. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that. The of it. Yeah. And numbers one and two are, are acceptable, and we can take care of those stateside. Uh, they're easy to recycle. They're, they're quick to, to be able to recover. They're things like water bottles, uh, pop bottles, milk jugs, laundry jugs. Okay. Now, threes, fours, and fives, we're currently, uh, they're taking them and processing them. Uh, and, uh, and some of that material is, is domestically done. Some of it's sent across the water. But uh, the, the, when you ask me a question, what plastics do we do? Food or beverage containers, number one through five, ones through fives. Now, that doesn't include the, the shrink wrap or the film wrap or plastic bags or any of that kind of stuff. I uh, don't have a market for it through our stream because the people that do recycle that, like uh, the, the large box retailers and the larger grocers, they have boxes you can put your shopping bags in. But when they, they run it back to their warehouse, they can keep the material really, really clean. When it comes to our domestic side or with all the single stream with all the pop bottles and cans, yep. it gets sticky. And once they, you compress it, they can't get it apart to, to reuse it. It's the contamination issue more than it is what it is. We're just not set up to be able to handle it individually. Well, Does that answer your question a little bit? Well, of course it does. And, and uh, one through five, but uh, your real preference is one and two, right? Yes, one, ones and twos. Has always been a, a standard that we can we can process. No okay. question to it. The, the threes, fours, and the fives are uh, not as easy. Currently, there's there's places they can send it. Uh, not profitable, but you can find someone that will take it and, and put it into another product. Well, um, I just I started off with that, but I, I I've got other things here. So. Waste and recycling. How do how do we determine exactly which is which? Okay, solid waste, by description, includes both refuse and recyclables. MSW, which is municipal solid waste, is the kind of material that's sent to the, the public landfill. Okay. Then there's industrial recycling. Then there's hazardous waste. So that's the three classifications. So now, stuff that comes from our house and your house is MSW. The... the your waste district, the Athens and Hocking counties, mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. Do you deal with any of the latter two there? The what would we call them? Um, you name those again. The MSW is municipal solid waste. Okay. Then uh, there's industrial waste, which we don't have a lot of industry in our our geographic area. I see. Then there's hazardous waste. Yeah. Hazardous waste can be medical waste, it can be sharp containers, it can be from a medical facility, or it can be um, chemicals 
make your waste some kind of a, a byproduct of yeah. a, a process or an industry. So does our Athens Hocking Solid Waste District, do you deal with either of the, the two? Well, okay, the Athens Hocking Solid Waste District is a, is a government entity, and there's only one employee, which is myself. We don't have any trucks or any vehicles. So really? when you ask me, do we deal with it, we don't have staff and vehicles and trucks. And uh, back years ago, we used to have who was involved in it. But in 2004, the board of directors made a decision to split the solid waste district away from the nonprofit, which is AHRC, or Athens Hawking Recycling Centers. And their executive director is a gentleman's name you mentioned, Mr. Underwood. Yeah. He, he has employees and trucks, and he's actively transporting, collecting uh, solid waste, both recyclables and in uh, the refuse site. Now... So, no, the Salt Waste District does not deal on industrial waste, nor do we deal on MSW. Okay. We are required by the EPA to track the materials and send in monthly, quarterly, and annual reports as how much material is generated and where it goes. Now, you know, this the, the Solid Waste District, which you're the, mm-hmm. you're the, you're the guy. Now, okay. um, you know, I, I read this. I didn't read. That's not correct. I scanned... A 246-page report, which um, uh, was, uh, um, what do you call, adopted on the, um, in 2018. Our solid waste plan. Uh-huh. And it covers 15 years out to, ni- to 2032. Right. Now, um, so are there goals set in that plan? And how, you know, a 15-year plan, mercy, that's a long time. What well, so there are 15-year, under the EPA guidelines, you can, you can adopt a 10-year plan or a 15-year plan. Mm-hmm. But you're required to update it every five years. That process for us will start again in the fall of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. The policy committee will convene and start working on updating that plan again and revisiting it and see if, if anything has changed as far as the waste flows or recyclables, uh, the, the services available and the funding mechanism for it. Now, but, mm-hmm. so so it's due to be updated sometime pretty soon. Right. And right. Um, every five years, I get it. Now, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the things that were set forward when you first ratified it, which was in mm-hmm. 2018, uh, right. Do you feel like uh, it's on track? Well, in, in the in the 2018 plan, one of the things was was to go to single stream, uh, which is where the people that uh, have recycling drop-offs or curbside not to have to sort it, where we used to have to put all of our plastic bottles in one bag and the glass jars in another one, newspaper in this one. And I get it. So it's now single stream, so you can put all your stuff curbside or take it to one of our public drop-offs yes. and put it all in the same container. The containers are blue out in the townships and the, in the rural areas. So that, that did happen. Uh, we've been working on implementing a household hazardous waste program to have an annual event where people can take paint, the chemicals, motor oil, or the light bulbs and those kind of things. We've been able to provide that for the last... Uh, six years now. now you, you, in fact, you have um, 
Let's see, the next one coming up is uh, here in May, right? Uh, we have a recycle day uh, that we're proposed to do, uh, and on the recycle days where we will take uh, appliances, what we call white goods, washers, dryers, refrigerators, things like that. Wow. We also will have an opportunity to take tires for a fee, uh, electronics or e-waste. Uh, then we have a regular uh, program for the uh, the waste for people that have oversized items, couches, chairs, yeah. uh, things they want to get rid of. We, we try to we have a garbage company provide a packer truck that day, and that stuff is collected and sent to the Ohio-approved, uh, EPA-approved landfill. Okay, so these... Um, so if I, so if I have a bunch of paint... Uh-huh. Um, that I want to get rid of because I'm sure it's no longer very good. Um, if, it, if it's latex, water-based, you can dry it or, you know, put it in a floor absorbent or cat litter where it draws the moisture out of it. Once it's a solid state, it can be transported or hauled by the waste collection provider to the landfill. Huh. Be there. And that's within EPA guidelines. If it's oil-based, then it's a little more toxic. It is permitted to be dry. If you dry it out or if it's solid, the, tr- the trash man or the garbage collector can, can take it to the landfill under the EPA guidelines as long as it comes from a residential dwelling. Commercial and uh, organizations, they can't send their waste that way. They have to contact the hazardous waste company like Safety Clean or Clean Harbors or one of the Heritage uh, Environmental, and they have to have it taken care of that way. But for us people as private residents, we can put it out with our trash. Okay. Now, the reason it has to be solid is if you put it in there in a liquid or a semi-loose uh, state, when the hydraulics on the truck yep. squeeze the trash or compact it, it, it oozes out, then they can be cited for insecure load. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to try to take the stuff uh, you know, when it's in its liquid state. Now, the... the uh, I, as you know, I live in the city. Now, uh, city of Athens, that is. And we have a Nelsonville city, but we've got other communities, too. Now, city of Athens, they have a waste collection service. Right. And then the recycling uh, guys uh, make their rounds, too. Right. In the city of Athens, they franchised their service. City council um, decided that they wanted to have one company provide those services. And their services were put out for public bid, and there's been a contract that was publicly bid and awarded to AHRC to provide that service. And Nelsonville's got their services out for bid now. I think the bid opening is uh, maybe even this Friday day. Okay. So, you know, another one's going to happen. But that's what's called franchise. Now, um, are there any other communities in their county that have... Their own waste collection service of some kind? Or, in other words, um, I, okay, so I, I have another house in the county with a tenant, and um, th- there's no regular service there. So they, um, they have to find a private hauler, right? And that private hauler, um, do the private haulers offer recycling capabilities as well? Or is it that some do and some don't? 
Um, to my knowledge at this time, as you asked me that question today, of uh, the licensed haulers, uh, AH or Athens Hockey Recycling Centers Incorporated provide a recycling collection, and the Rumpke Recycling folks provide it. Okay. I don't know that uh, any of the others, Farmers provides commercial cardboard transportation. Mm-hmm. But you're asking me for, for private residents. And yeah, I, yeah. They're, they're, that's the only two companies. There are, any of them's allowed to get involved in it. Sure. But I don't know that they've actively uh, started a program and pursuing customers. So, rather, um, I'm going to say the majority of private haulers do not work with both programs. They work with solid waste, period. Now, yeah. um, yes. so... Um, someone living in that uh, situation, they should, if they really want to be helpful, they should keep their recycling separate and then haul it to one of your collection points, right? Sure, yeah. Depending on what county they're in, there's there's 10 public drop-offs for uh, residential recycling in Athens, and there's 10 locations in Hawking County. Now, um, you have a, um, a brochure. In mm-hmm. fact, you have a lot of brochures, uh, mm-hmm. but there's one in particular that lists each of the locations very spe- very specifically. There, I got it out. And um, and then it also, let's see here, I guess it also mentions what days each year um, the hauling. Right, because of holidays, sometimes the, 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 the contractor doesn't run those days. Yeah. So they have they provide a schedule one year in advance, so that uh, you you know uh, after Christmas and the, the very following day is a uh, is a pickup day, the trucks may not be running. Uh, it also lists um, um, in very general terms, though, because it's hard to be real specific. What types of plastic, what metal, glass, paper, and so on. But most helpful, at least, is keep these items out. And there's a list of probably 15 or so, maybe 18 items here. Um, Like an aerosol can. Even though you've used it all up, you think, uh, you'd rather we not put that in there, right? That's correct. And the reason for that is this material is compressed. You know, when they put it in the truck, they, they compact it. And as, as you know, taking an aerosol can and squeezing it's just not something that would be recommended. It's hard to do. Absolutely. Right. And um, if it bursts, you don't want someone to get hurt. Let's see here. But the I, other thing, when you're talking about the things in the containers, um, you know, tires. Mm-hmm. Um, tires are a, 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 a problem both in the trash containers and in the, uh, in the recycling containers. And um, if people need to, you know, if they have a tire and they don't have a use for it, my recycling days, we take tires for a fee. A lot of the tire retailers will take the tire for a fee. And the reason is, is, is to get it recycled to Liberty or Willie Tire. They, they do have trucks that come and pick them up, but they charge because there's a mileage cost and a cost per pound for them to transport them and grind them up. So um, when they get put in a, in a trash dumpster, and if they do make it to the landfill, they don't get buried. They have to be pulled out and put back on the truck, and the driver has to take it back to his place of business, and then they have to figure out what to do with it. 
because the landfill does not take tires. Well, it's recycling center. <laughs> yeah. So when, when we buy tires, what we should do is leave our old ones behind, pay the recycling fee, and it'll actually be a cheaper fee than bringing it to one of my events for a recycle day. Okay. Now, <coughs> um, this solid waste. Mm-hmm. Um, once you, once you pull out those things that can be recycled, what's left is solid waste. Now, right. um, I, I I know certain parts of the county, like e, um, Eben Road, is was how's that pronounced up there by the movie theater? Eben, Eben, Eben. Oh, Evelyn, uh, right? Glen Evelyn. Um, anyway, back in there, they used to have a, a site with a landfill, and then I know of one out uh, um, oh, not too far away from Fisher Road on the other end of the county and more toward Albany. And What, what was the current landfill site? Uh-huh. Some of those, I mean, have finished doing what they were doing and are now covered up and look like land, right? Now, well, what's the current one? Well, they're, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the one on 691. You described that, uh, Glen Evelyn Road, or Evelyn Road. Yes. Um, it was closed. Uh, the operator, as I understand, didn't have the financial resources to close it. So the EPA required it to be closed, and the, and the, and, and the responsibility in the, was forced onto the Athens County, and the, and the commissioners had to go through hiring an engineer, and it had to be closed to the EPA's um, guidelines requirements sure. yeah uh, the cost of that was was borne by the, the county and okay. there's still methane gas monitoring going there on there at that site currently so it's not totally done I mean so it doesn't so have development these... on it but they you know it's still an active monitored uh, site by the high EPA okay so um I, it hadn't even occurred to me that these weren't uh, publicly owned. So some of them can be privately owned? Right. The, there's only one landfill in, in my solid waste district, which okay. happens in Hawking County, and it's the one north of Nelsonville. <clears throat> it's called the Athens Hawking Reclamation Center, and it's run by the Kilbarger Construction Company. I see. Okay. It's privately owned. Uh, they are required to to provide a bond to the state of Ohio to maintain uh, their operation. And the, and the bond is in case something would happen, that the money would be set aside and, and provided to go to a landfill closure. Okay. Now, the uh, next closest one we have is in Wellston. It's run by the Rumpke Recycling Rumpke Waste folks. So, so it's safe to say that that one north of Nelsonville, and I've been there now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember what I took up there, but there was something. Anyway, um, and that's been probably fifteen years ago. Anyway, uh, whatever whatever the circumstances. Um, so the. City of Athens, or your organization, or whomever it is, they haul their trucks that are filled right there, and then dump they it out. The 
Right. They have to take it to a, a Ohio uh, licensed uh, disposal facility. Okay. Some of the haulers take their material to uh, the Kilbarger facility or uh, Abitalking Reclamation. Mm-hmm. Some of the haulers take the material to Wellston. Okay. Uh, which is the Rumpke facility. Um, and some material goes to some other outlying, like waste management, uh, own a transfer station and some uh, uh, facilities in uh, Fairfield County. And what you'll find is, is some of these haulers own their own landfill will take the material to their own facility. Now, they're required to provide that information back to the Solid Waste District in a monthly report, and then we have a generation fee which that fee, when collected at the landfill and sent to the district, is what funds the activities and pays for the recycling at the public drop-offs and household hazardous waste and all the other programs the district does. That's does, where um, come from. We don't receive any kind of general fund or tax or property tax. Okay. Only the fee. Now, I'm sure these um, um, solid waste um, dis- disposal places... Uh, are under all sorts of rules, right? Yes. And um, things... They're inspected regularly. Uh uh, Uh-huh. Are they responsible for... Well, of course they are. I was going to say burying or covering up this waste. um, Oh, yeah. On a regular... Yeah. Yeah. They they can't. One small example would be at night, they can't leave the waste exposed. It has to be covered before the, the crews leave. Every day? Every day it has to be covered. Okay. They can only put it in so thick of layers. They have to measure how thick it is and what cell it's in and what kind of material it is, and they have to keep that data so years down the road, if someone ever questions where the material from whatever went and whatever day, they know what part of the landfill was put in. Hmm. Meticulous records are kept on what goes in and where it's at. It sounds complicated. They, uh, because of some things in the past, uh, you know, they've found that it's uh, it's good to keep uh, accurate records, and the EPA watches that really close. Now, after um, um, a site has been filled, um, uh-huh. it could be months, it could be years, I suppose. Well, currently, uh, each landfill has to go through a process to get the permit renewed. Uh, for the EPA, and uh, like we, we've been talking the one north of Nelsonville, it currently has better than 50 years of airspace left. In other words, they can continue taking material for at least 50 more years before they'll get close to capacity. Holy cow. How long have they been oh. doing it already? They've been there a long time. I I well, don't know that I could answer okay. when they started. I don't know. Well, in any case... Um, before my time, I can say that. But how can they... How do you go about knowing if um, the stuff that was put in the ground is still safe. You know, things can, how do I want to say? Um, well, the, when they're developed, they, 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 you know, they have a liner to them, you know, a safety barrier. So the, the facility is, is built so that it keeps all the material on site and all the leachate or the runoff is captured and taken back to the site. It, it, they're not allowed to discharge off their site. Wow. So, um, you know, they, they have an engineering that's there continually that watches it, and then that part of the reporting status is where they come back, and uh, both the, the county and uh, the, the state monitor, you know, how it's run and how it's operated. 
likewise with a rumpy facility or with a waste management. Then if it's a, a transfer facility, which a waste transfer is where these haulers take the trash to a building, uh, it's deposited from smaller trucks and then it's loaded on the long, long semis and okay. then it's transported to landfills that way. In Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, they, they have waste transfers. So they don't have a landfill up there. Uh, the city of Lancaster, they, tra- they have a uh, waste transfer facility. Uh, their trash is uh, sent out on semis. It's collected by the city trucks. But they take it to their uh, transfer facility and then load it on the semis. They put that contract out to bid and Whichever landfill gives them the best price, they send their trash that way for that uh, three years. Then it goes out to bid again. Um, I I have visited the recycling center there in the Plains. Mm-hmm. And um, the nonprofit HRC. Mm-hmm. The um, <clears throat> and I can't remember who it was, but someone showed me through it while it was in operation. It was really quite impressive. Um, now, is that fall under your overall supervision, or are they their own thing? They are independently operated by a nonprofit board. They have a board of directors. Uh, currently, they are a service provider for the Solid Waste District. They've but been on the contract along with some others, and they were awarded a contract for the service for 2020, 2021, and 2022. Mm-hmm. So they're collecting the, the recyclables at the public drop-offs and taking it back to their facility and processing them. But separating it apart. Um, so I do. do I go are you, there are you saying they're no. a private entity? Yes, they're a private entity. If you look the vehicles in their fleet, they have Ohio truck tags on them. They don't have any kind of government tag on them. Huh. Their employees are not public employees. Okay. So um, again, two thousand four, that was different. But you know, you remember back to the old days. It's we're now under the, the change. It, they're now an independent nonprofit entity, separate from the state. They're separate from the county. So um, during um, normally Thursday is my refuse day, but because of MLK Monday, it'll be tomorrow. Now. Um, there are two trucks that go through, one for uh-huh. one for refuse, one for recycling. Um, okay. So one of those is a city truck, I guess, and the other one is a recycling vehicle? Well, I think you'll find both trucks are uh, under the nonprofit. Oh, okay. So they're both nonprofit operated with nonprofit or HRC employees. Uh, one truck, when it's full, goes to the Nelsonville landfill, and the recycling truck, when it's full, goes out there to the plains and empties their load onto the tipping floor where it goes through all those conveyors you've seen. It goes through the, the conveyor at the star wheels. And so those the, glass and the all people that. operating those vehicles are, are not city employees, you're saying? That's correct. That, okay. That, those services was, that, that the services was franchised a number of years ago. Uh, the city decided to they have city employees collect the material. They put that contract out and publicly bid it. And the contract currently is with HRC. Okay. So those employees, their check comes from the nonprofit. The t- trucks are titled to the nonprofit. The, the, I believe the city pays them on a monthly basis. Okay. So, um, 
So what is the purpose of the Solid Waste District? You're the uh, sole employee, you said. Yes, right. Okay, so is it just to make sure that these other outfits that own the hardware and the equipment and all are doing their job right? Well, there's there's 52 solid waste districts or solid waste district or authorities in the state of Ohio. Right. Okay. Um, and of the, of the 52, there's a lot of deviation in them. The reason we are two counties, they want each solid waste district to have a population of 100,000 people. Got it. Neither one of our counties have that much. So the right. two counties were put together to just about almost get us there. Originally, back in the 80s, we were part of a six-county solid waste district. But uh, there was decisions made by the people in charge then, and they got involved in a court issue that it was split apart. And now Jackson, uh, yeah, yeah, Jackson, Benton, and Meigs is a, a four-county district separate from Athens and Hockey. Uh, to answer that for you. Now, the EPA requires every solid waste district to have a solid waste plan, which we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And in that solid waste plan, it says what the goals are and how the goals will be implemented and how they'll be funded. So my responsibility is to, to help prepare a plan and to help implement the plan. Uh, my board of directors made a decision rather to have their own employees to put our services out and have them uh, uh, you know, publicly bid. So rather than have trucks and people like we used to, we now, when we need something done, we have to hire a company or hire a service to do it. So when I collect, have paint collected for household hazardous waste and those chemicals, I put it out to bid, uh, get prices, and then I hire a contractor. Last year, we used a company called EEI, which is Environmental Enterprise Incorporated. So hopefully it answers some of that question. Yes, I'm one person, and to get it all to happen, uh, you uh, search for and hire services needed to to meet the goals of the plan. And I pay for it from the fees that's collected off the waste that the people in Athens and Hawking County send to the landfill. Hmm. And I'm required to provide recycling to over 90% of the residents in my district. And that's the reason you see these drop-offs spread out throughout the counties in different locations. So, um, you know, city of Athens has it pretty cool. You know, you just you put it in a, a rolling um, container, and, and um, like in my case, every Thursday I would take it out. This week, because of MLK, it's Friday. But anyway, um, and at the end of the day, when I get home from work, it's empty, and I put it put the container back away. Now. Uh-huh. Um, these drop-off points, are they being used well enough? I mean, do, do you think people are that don't have this kind of wonderful service I have, uh, do you think they're conscientious enough to be using them? Um, well, I'll leave it at that. This kind of service you have in the city of Athens is, is I'll refer to it as a, is a superior service. It's curbside. It's collected right at the end of the driveway. If that could be available throughout all the residents of both my counties, that would be great. But the cost to provide that would would be really, really high. Uh, Currently, uh, with the services that we're getting for these 10 drop-offs in Happens County and these 10 public drop-offs in Hawking County, 
it's running around $340,000 a year. Okay. So, but I mean, my projected I'm revenue a, I'm is asking, around 350000 So, I've been overspending for several years now. But because we sold all the assets, you know, and we're no longer in the business, the EPA said, you, you know, you, you can't be profitable. So, we've been spending more than our revenue. Okay. But in the next plan update, we're going to have to revisit that and say, okay, what kind of service do we want? And if they would decide to go curbside service, like you're asking me, then they got to figure out how you would pay for it, which would be a large increase in a fee. And I just don't think that would work very well. What I'm really trying to dig out is, okay. are, you, are you pleased with Athens County's uh, interest in recycling? Or do you think they have a long ways to go yet? You know what I mean? Well, I'll say this, that we as a nation have a long ways to go. We're wasteful. Uh, we don't reuse. We don't get it fixed. We just throw it away and get another one. I mean, that's, that's and I'm not picking on either county when I say that. We as a society have become spoiled with wanting it yesterday, not wanting to wait, and wanting it convenient. You know? So with that comes... Uh, a lot of use of energy and our resources. Having said that, are we doing a good job? We're doing much better than we'd, we've done in the past. Well, we've got quite a ways to go. Yeah. We have parts of our county that's got curbside recycling. Uh, the curbside is available in Nelsonville. It's available in the city of Athens. There may be another community interested in the near future, but that kind of service the residents pay more for that service because it, it, it costs more. Mm-hmm. In the city of Athens, I think the way they do the billing, it's on with their utility bill. So when you get a water and a sewer, you also get the uh, the, the refuse and the recycling all in one ticket. Because everyone in the in the community is helping pay toward it, it lowers the cost per each. But if you have subscription service where you just sign up in the, out in the county. And only one house every several miles pays for it. The cost per stop is just—it's just you can't afford to do it. Right. And then, and then that's the reason for it. If a township wants to franchise their services and hire just one company and say, "Okay, for now on, Mr. Green's going to be the trash provider in our township," they could provide that kind of service. But that's not in this part of the state been a very popular way to go. It could be done by village, it can be done by city, by township, or a county could franchise the whole entire county. But elected officials generally don't perceive taking away the rights of the uh, private business mm-hmm. to, to send them to a franchise arrangement. Okay, so how do you, how do you judge if the Athens Hawking solid wastage district is doing a, oh, okay. a great job or or do they have a ways to go till one could say that or are they exceptional and and used as an example statewide or you know what i'm trying to say okay the ep makes this monitor we talked about reports earlier we have to do an adr an annual data report and submit it to 20 the newest data I have right now is 2019. And then on the 2019 ADR, we have what they call a diversion rate. 
which we track how much trash is collected in Abinson Hawking County, how much stays in in the district, how much trash goes out of the district. We also track how much recycling is collected. Well, so should we be proud or not? So that's what I'm looking up. Oh, oh I didn't. Because <laughs> I don't have these okay. numbers all memorized. Okay. <laughs> uh, while you're doing that, I'm, let me mention to the public, to okay. our listeners, uh, folks, you may have observed somewhere where trash has been dumped illegally. Um, and it can be um, stuff that should have gone to the landfill. It can be stuff that should have gone to um, um, a scrapyard somehow, like... Um, well, tires. You've used tires as an example. Right. In those places, um, oh, I remember um, different people over the years that names come, John Nouse and different people. We just lost him recently, didn't we? I think he passed. But anyway, different people who used to just volunteer to go and take one of these places where people have been dumping trash illegally, and clean them up. And a lot of them were bank side on the hawking. And, um, you know, I'm so glad that that's finally, I won't say come to a halt, but it is very rare that that happens anymore. You also have a brochure or two dealing with those topics, right? Right. And... Um, well, anyway, did you we find have, the answer to that have, question? Yes, sir. In 2019, uh, there was uh, 58,723 tons of trash from the residential and commercial sector, and we recycled 24,097 tons. So about half. And our diversion rate was 29%. <clears throat> so of our waste in Athens and Hawking County, now I have to do it for my district, I can't separate just one, 29% of our materials got diverted into recycling. Okay, now so they add, the two, they add the two together, and that's where they come up with the 29. I get it. There you go. Okay. There, there you go. You took, early on, when we talked about solid waste, I said solid waste is both refuse and recycling. Yeah. My description is both. Okay. So, so we're at twenty nine percent. That is up a little bit from the the previous year. It was twenty five, twenty seven, something like that. Ten years ago, we was in eleven, twelve percent. So we're doing better at it. So just the just state, for kicks. the state says we should be at thirty five. So okay, we're working on it. We're trying to get there. Uh, Let me t let's take Franklin County, my home uh, county, uh, Worthington, and all of that. Uh, Are they listening? I mean. Do, are they doing better than us? The state would like us to be at 35. We're at 29. Right. right. But is That's Franklin right. County That's already right. at 40 or something like that? Or do you well, even Franklin have that? Franklin County's under, I don't, I can look it up on the EPA website. I don't have it in front of me, but Franklin County is under Swaco, which is the Solid Waste Authority of Central Ohio. So when you go looking things up for Franklin County and you want to look on the EPA website for the Division of Materials and Recycling, mm -hmm. Swaco is the, is the title or the name that you're looking for. for. Okay. 
rather well, than hold you on the phone. I guess the only it would reason... It take me a little while, but that's something I can look up. It is available on, on the EPS website. I, I guess I'm trying to look up for points of pride. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing we're we're doing pretty good. There's a lot of uh, solid waste districts that's not doing in the twenty percent yet. There you go. Okay, and there's some that's doing better than that. Really? The reason for that is in some parts where there's large industry, industry has has over the years found it's ch- it's cheaper for them to recycle than it is to throw away. So I'll use an example of. Um, Subaru. They build cars and they have a green certification that nothing's thrown away. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the amount of material they generate and that they can reuse that and repurpose that, that makes this percentage number go up. If the city of Athens food waste diversion program catches on and does more, food waste is really, really heavy. That will improve these numbers. <clears throat> if we can have more public drop-offs, or curbside service in other parts of Athens or Hocking County, that would improve the numbers too. And the best adjustment would be is if we can lower the amount of stuff we throw away, it's going to reduce the trash number. Mm-hmm. So if we're recycling, if it stays the same and we have less waste on the top of it, it's like buy things that's not packaged and things we can't recycle, that's going to make our percentage go up. The weird, strange thing about all this the solid waste districts are funded off the amount of trash that goes across the scales. For every ton that goes over, a dollar for in-district trash is collected and $3 a generation fee. So that $4 is what pays for these services. So if we do a really good job at recycling, we'll run out of funding. Hmm. But that's the way it was set up in the 80s. But we'll deal with that bridge when we get there. That's kind of discouraging. Well... On the other hand, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so, okay, if someone had um, some piece of equipment, maybe it's electronics, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you have a special collection date in May. Um, But what about if they really would like to get rid of it before then? If it's electronics, there's a, uh, a the, the recycling folks in the Plains, I've been talking recycling centers, started an electronics rec- recycling program, and during their normal business hours, a person can take that device or that con- printer or that computer out there, and there's two containers out front that you can put it in. Okay. That's Monday through Friday during business, normal business hours. And that's... Um the in the area of the old post and plant, right? Right, fifty nine ninety one Industrial Drive. Okay, fifty nine ninety one Industrial Cross from Leax. But uh, folks have been able. So it just happens to be they have a recycling drop off program. Okay. If you have an appliance, a washer, a dryer, uh, the scrap metal dealers will buy it by the pound. If you have a way to take it to them, that'd be McKees, or in uh, Hawking County, it'd be uh, Mickles Iron and Scrap. Another thing is you can check with Habitat for Humanity. They have for scrap metal drives where they sell the material and use it in their programs to build uh, low and moderate income housing. Now, folks, uh, one more thing, and I hate to keep pushing uh, your brochures here, but you've got a list of uh, Athens, Hawking, and then uh, also um, the both combined where 
different companies that provide um, hauling services, mm -hmm. and uh, some that provide recycling, and some don't. And uh, so, folks, if you're looking for a source, now where do we, where do you find all these brochures? If someone says, "Listen, I've heard your show today. I'd like to get a copy of a couple of those." Um, their uh, electronic copies are kept on the website, which is www.ahswd.org. Okay, so that stands... www.ahswd.org. Athens... electronically on there. Take the first Athens letters... Hawking. Okay, let me get this. Athens Hawking Solid Waste District. ahswd.org. Yep. Okay. And, and uh, our recycled the, the recycled days you mentioned in May. The dates are on there now for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the location for, for the household hazardous waste collection is on there as well. Yep. Now I haven't secured all the contractors and the locations and all that, but that, that those are the dates the board approved to do those for twenty twenty one. What's um, in your head? What's the biggest thing you'd like to improve? Well, that's a hard question. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to go back to normal where we're not six feet away and face covering. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. And, and the reason I say that is it, it, it generates so much more unrecyclable waste. Uh, all the carryout food and all the packaging they use, I know we, we can't eat like we used to, mm -hmm. but, man, the amount of waste that's generated uh, since this COVID thing started, trash is... The volume of trash has been up on the residential side. Oh, bet. Uh, recycling's pretty close to the same, but man, our, our volume of trash has been high. Mm -hmm. well, why would I change? I'd, I'd like to reduce our trash. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll make a short answer for you. <laughs> and, and what are the things you're most proud of so far for this region? I think our diversion rates have been steadily improving. Uh, we've got a ways to go, but we're, we're doing better. Uh, people are, are uh, thinking more about what tomorrow is, and they're, they're buying things that either last longer or can be repurposed again. Uh, I, I think through time, hopefully we don't run out of resources before we get to the point, but I, I think overall we're doing better. We're, smarting, we're shopping smarter. Mm -hmm. I believe we are. Roger Bale, the uh, operations coordinator for the Athens Hawking Solid Waste District. Thanks for being on the show, Roger. No problem. And uh, we'll check in with you sometime in a few months again. Okay? Okay. All right. Be safe. Thank Talk you. Later. Bye bye. Uh, bye. 970 WATH. Good morning, folks. Welcome. We wrap up the week tomorrow on Friday. Um, I'll get with. Um, um, the mayor, he, I got a text from him just before we went on with uh, Roger today, and there evidently was some confusion. Nothing that we can't fix, though. But he, he thought he was on today, so we'll get him on here very soon. Uh, Steve Patterson, that is. All right. Well, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'll just say, from what I understand, I think... Athens County is doing an excellent job in this 
I, I don't have knowledge about other counties, but I think we do a very good job when it comes to reducing litter, um, reducing illegal dumps, um, recycling, all this stuff. Can we do better yet? You bet we can. But um, I, I've been here now 40, I don't know, I got here in 73, so what's that? 29 years, 49 years. I don't know. I've been here a long time, and it's really um, much better today than it was when I got here. And it was good then, too, but, I mean, never mind. Scott, anything to add today? Uh, I think you said that appropriately there, from 73 to uh, now. Okay. So, yes. Okay. It would be nice to get back to normal. I agree with Roger. You bet. And we will do that. Yes. See you tomorrow, folks. What happened here? This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm... the top of his correspondent Cammie McCormick. The White vaccination sites and using federal personnel to help administer the shots. Republicans are worried about the $1.9 trillion price tag on the president's COVID relief bill. White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki. These are issues he took because he felt that immediate action was warranted, that we needed to take immediate steps in order to bring relief to the public. But he's also going to work with Congress. President Biden is reestablishing relations with the World Health Organization. Dr. Anthony Fauci addressed members this morning. The United States will work constructively with partners to strengthen and importantly to reform the WHO. The pandemic job market is still lagging. Another 900,000 Americans signed up for unemployment benefits last month. Bank rates Mark Hamrick looks ahead. These numbers are being looked at more closely because they cover the period used to generate the January jobs report due for release in a couple of weeks. It's hard to imagine a scenario where the forthcoming monthly snapshot will look robust. The National Guard is mourning three members killed when their Black Hawk helicopter went down near Rochester, New York during a training mission. Monroe County Sheriff Ted Baxter. This is a burden. This is a heavy, heavy burden upon all of us. Uh, these are our, our, our freedom providers. And again, uh, just showing again that the freedom is not free. We lost three.